welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. Today is December 21st, 2022. I'm Rick Morton, and this is the Defender Podcast. So today we are um, on our last Defender podcast of the year as we roll into the Christmas season. Um, today we have um, we have an opportunity to be able to um, to talk to, to a couple, to an adoptive family, to uh, to a family that um, that the Lord has has knit together. We're going to be talking to the Hicks family um, about about their family, about their. 11 children about their adoption from Ukraine, but we're also going to be talking about their daughter, Yulia, um, who is experiencing some some significant needs right now in a uh, health crisis. And, uh, and, and folks, we're going to be challenging the Defender Podcast audience to lean in, to, to pray, to, um, to go before the Father, and, and maybe to take action um, on behalf of uh, Yulia and, and her family. And so we're going to get to to talk to Lee and Chrissy here in just a minute and, and, um, and, and, and talk a little bit more in depth about their story. But before we get there, we want to uh, to recognize that we're coming toward uh, Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. So in January, churches across the nation will come together for prayer, for focus, for observance, and to discuss uh, and highlight the need to stand for all human life. Um, so join us on January 22nd or another Sunday that works for your church. Uh, Lifeline's prepared resources, and we want to come alongside and help as your church thinks about how we honor all life um, and point to the creator and the giver of life. Um, you can find those resources by either going to our show notes or you can visit us on the web at lifelinechild.org sanctity-of-human-life. So folks, that's like a big test. We want to make sure that you can pull all of that together um, and, and to be able to, uh, if you can actually, if you can make it to that URL, then we're confident you can use the resources. I kid. But those, those resources are there and they're free for you and we would love for you to be able to use those uh, in your church at large or with your small groups as we consider what it means to have a whole life pro-life ethic um, and, and to do that ultimately because, um, because we see our lives. And, and the honoring of other lives as as a way to point toward the, the, the truth and the authenticity of our Creator. So today, um, as I said, I'm, I'm joined today by uh, by the Hicks family, by uh, Chrissy and Lee Hicks, and and uh, and and we're gonna we're just gonna take a little bit of time to hear their story and um, and and some things that are that are happening in their lives and some things that. Uh, God's doing even in the midst of um, of a story that that's had a lot of twists and turns over the last several weeks. And so, Chrissy, um, Lee, thank you for joining me. Uh, excited that you're here, and we're excited to have an opportunity to be able to talk to you for a little bit. Thank Thanks you for, for having, having us. us on. Absolutely. So, um, so we'll we'll get into and 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 I think. First, maybe let's let's just kind of let you introduce yourself a little bit to the Defender Podcast audience and and to our Lifeline family for those folks that don't know you. And so, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourselves and and your family and 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 all that you know, kind kind of God's done to bring you to this place and and to build the family that um, that you all have become. 
So um, we're a military family. My husband served for 28 years. We've been all over the world, all over the country. Um, he's originally from North Carolina. And so we came back here to settle. Um, I'm an army brat, so I was all over the world. We met while I, we were on active duty. I'm also a veteran. Um, we have eight biological children, three children adopted from the Ukraine. Um, by trade, I'm a physical therapist, but um, in reality, I'm a homeschooling mom. Our kids <laughs> love swimming and football. That's awesome. You know, um, there's there's nothing uh, there's nothing that Americans can identify more with than uh, than swimming and football, right? Those are everybody <laughs> everybody gets that, right? We, we're those those are those are big passions, and uh, and and so so obviously um, with um, with the way that your families come together through international adoption, um, you adopted your three children from Ukraine and, and added two. Uh, the eighth, if the Lord blessed you with biologically, um, what what led you to adoption? Uh, so I'm sitting at work one day uh, on Fort Bragg, and I get this email message from Chrissy. Said, "What do you think about hosting an orphan from Ukraine for Christmas?" So I'm like, "Oh, okay. We're not adopting, right? We're just going to host." And she said, "Yeah, we're not adopting. Uh, we're going to find our forever home." So we end up getting Anastasia, our first uh, 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 Ukrainian. And uh, she, after two weeks, we were like, I told my wife, I said, Chrissy, I think we found her forever home. And uh, so we started that process. Uh, about a year into it, we, I was back over in, in Ukraine uh, to go pick her up, bring her home in 2018. And that's when I saw uh, uh, Yulia and her brother. I met her and her brother. And then they, they were being adopted by another family here in North Carolina. Um, so... Fast forward a year later, I think that that wasn't working out for them. So uh, that adoption, so they sent Hewlett to a family in Arizona and Vanya elsewhere. Uh, and then that didn't work out. So uh, they sent the oh, Vanya came back. Vanya came back to that, to that family. And that didn't work out with that family in uh, Arizona. So they sent the, both of them back to North Carolina. And the family here in North Carolina that originally adopted them. Uh, just didn't, it wasn't going to work out. So uh, another lady from the adoption agency called us and said, hey, can you go pick them up and keep them for the weekend and we'll figure out what we're going to do with them. And in terms of like finding another family for them to be adopted. And so we said, absolutely sure, no problem. And so we went and got them because we, I knew who they were. Um, and <clears throat> well, the rest, the rest is history. history. <laughs> we have, you know, we, we ended up saying, hey, we're going to keep them. And uh, we knew Yulia had kidney uh, uh, issues. And so Chrissy right away took her to Duke uh, who had been following her before and got her back in the system. They were not gonna do dialysis initially until they had a stable home. So the adoption agency that we went through, uh, fast forward our you know, you know, lightning speed, it's really a miracle. Uh, you know, God had definitely had his hand in it because uh, we, we now had adopted them uh, after 90 days of starting it. So. Yeah, it was miraculous so that we were able to get them. They were adopted in April, and then Yulia had a report placed in July and started dialysis in August of 2021. So it was wow. really quick. It's, and for her sake, it was uh, in some way she was already on the on the kidney transplant list. Uh, she wants to. Uh, I think her mother, her 
original adopting family took her to see an eye doctor to see it was, it was just a checkup and they figured out there was something wrong so then they did some more testing and figured out she had this condition this uh, senior leukin uh, syndrome which affects you know obviously her kidneys didn't develop while, the, while she was in the womb and then of course it affects her eyesight later on in life and she'll eventually go blind but uh, so she hit the transplant she was on the list at that point in time. She's been on the list for four years. So she's she's just gained, inactive. Uh, yeah. She's, she's just inactive right now. Uh, yeah. So but once we activate her, she'll pretty much be at the top of the list. Mm. But we are actually looking for a living donor because Yulia will have to have more than one kidney transplant in her life. And because kidneys only last about 15 to 20 years. Um, so if we go with a living donor who is healthy, she'll have a lot better chance of keeping that kidney for 20 years. And then the next time she goes on the list, um, then, you know, she, she'll, so she'll have to have more than one kidney in her life. So that's why we really want to, it would also, now that we have to go out of state to get this transplant, um, it would be more beneficial and logistically easier for us if we have a living donor, because we can set up the surgery. It can be a planned event and we don't have to, you know, live there for longer waiting for us to have a kidney become available to us. If we have an identified donor, um, we would also love to be able to pray with the donor and just be able to have that donor become a part of our life um, and then set up the surgery where it's convenient for both of us and everything would be more planned. What, what, an, what an incredible story. I mean, you know, to, to think all of the things that, that God has done in, in Yulia's life and, and to, to bring her to your family and to this point um, and, and, you know, the, the, the fact that, I mean, I'm smiling at you as you talk about a 90 day adoption and, you know, like how fast those things happen, because we know that, that those things just don't happen. And, and the, the fact that, um, you know, that, that God through a series of events brought her to your family and, you know, brought her to a place where, um, where she's able to, um, to receive the care and, and the fact that you were able to, you know, to be right there in the area and, and to be, you know, close by to the hospital and, and, and all of that, it's just, you know, you can really see the fact that the Lord has, has ordered steps and, and, and placed her in, in, in your family for, you know, for such a time as this. Um, yeah. It, it, but, the other thing too about it is um, when we were trying to decide if we wanted to do hemodialysis or peritoneal dialysis. So hemo, you go into the clinic, your blood gets filtered through a machine. Peritoneal is at home and it goes through your peritoneum. Um, was just, God had his hand in that too. I mean, of course I was like, I don't want to do hemo because uh, I have 10 other children. My house will burn down if I'm at the clinic um, three days a week and I'm not at home, but also like it's given us more control over our situation because we're able to do it at home. Um, but peritoneal dialysis has a high level of infection. Like you can get an infection very easily because, you know, she has a port to the, that goes directly into her body. Um, but we have, Yulia's done an amazing job of taking care of that port. Like every time we go in, they tell us they've never seen a patient have a port look like hers does. It's like, usually it's red or irritated. Hers is perfectly fine. Like she's never had an infection. She's never, like, she's done everything right. She never forgets her medication. She's just, it's amazing. It's, and so the dietitian doesn't even talk to us anymore about, you know, because we, we homeschool, oh, I'm sorry. Not in homeschool, we uh, cook at home all the time because we have 11 children. So, 
we can't, can't go out. To eat out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so everything is home, home cooked and like made from scratch. And so they just come in and go, keep doing what you're doing and then move out, you know, because she's doing great. She really, uh, if you were to see her, you wouldn't believe that she was end stage kidney failure because she doesn't look like it. You know, she just, she, she is, and she needs the dialysis to live, but she doesn't, I asked her one time, like, does this bother you? Like, you know, your friends don't have to do this. And one time she couldn't stay over at a slumber party because she has to come home to get her treatment. Um, and she said, no, mom, it doesn't bother me. It's just something I have to do. I don't really think about it except for at night when I have to set up my machine and, and then, you know, we hook her up and we, she helps us though. Now at first everything was us. Now she pulls out her bag. She does all of her weights, all of her blood pressures, puts everything in, and then we come down and hook her up. So she just has a really good attitude about it. It's just something she has to do. Like we have to brush our teeth. Yuli has to set up her machine. <laughs> wow. That, what a, what an incredible resilience and, and just the way that, you know, that she has, um, has adapted to all of this and, and, you know, really the, the grace that she shows. And I, I think it's, it, you know, I, I know her name is Yulia Grace, right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and God's just, God's just putting his grace on display through her and, uh, and, you know, in, in even the way that she's, you know, she's handled the situation, but, um, you know, but, but at the end of the day, um, she's a, she's a 14 year old girl who has, um, who God's blessed with a family and, um, is surrounded with love and opportunity and, you know, everything that, that has, has been provided for her. Um, and I know, you know, we, um, as we were talking off air before we, before we came on, um, Ukraine is, is obviously a place that is near and dear to our hearts. And, um, you know, and, and just thinking about the providence of God to, to, to move her from Ukraine um, to the U.S. and to place her in your family, um, and and to know that um, that she's able and and has you know has the potential for this life giving surgery, and mm -hmm. and that and that all of these things have been conquered along the way, um, but but the the truth of the story is, and part of the reason that we're talking is that. Um, you've kind of hit a road bump or a roadblock along the way. There's, there's kind of a speed bump in the journey right now um, with regard to Yulia and her condition and, and the, the transplant process. And, and so um, we, we want to call our audience really to, to pray um, and to go before the Lord about the, you know, about the roadblock that you've hit. And, and so tell us a little bit about kind of where you are in the journey at this point and, and how folks can pray for Yulia and, and your family in, in these days right now um, that, that are in front of us. So we, um, from the very beginning, we have been saying we don't want the COVID shot for Yulia because there's not enough testing. We don't know how it's going to affect her. We just, we don't trust the, the shot. Um, when it, they first tried to have us do it in, I think it was March of 2021, when we were up at Duke for an appointment, they said it had been approved for teenagers and that we could give it to her that day. And we just, you know, said, no, we're not going to do it. And they would, that's when they started even then the rhetoric, like no vaccine, no transplant. Um, and I, we just kept saying, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Like we have time, we're not, I'm not worried about it, but we're not getting it now. Um, and then they'd leave it alone for a little bit. And then a couple of months later, they'd bring it up again, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then Really, we went in, I thought it was October 7th, I've been saying October 7th, but it was actually October 3rd that we went in for our workup. Um, Dr. Chambers came in and told us like a bunch of stuff, but all we really remember is that she told us no vaccine, no transplant. Um, and then immediately after her came in another doctor, an infectious disease doctor named Dr. Chang, 
who was talking to us about a lot of stuff, but then um, Lee asked point blank, is it mandatory? Do we have to have this vaccine or can we get a transplant without it? And he said, it is not mandatory. I can't make it mandatory. I wish I could. I highly recommend it. And, but other families have gotten a transplant without it. So that gave us hope. We thought, okay, well, we might really not have to get this vaccine. Like we might be able to still get her transplant at Duke without it. Um, but then I got some emails from the transplant coordinator. First, the rhetoric was, um, these are recommended vaccines. And then immediately it was, you have to have this or you're not getting the vaccine or not getting the, the transplant. Um, and then she said, well, I'm going to put it in front of the committee anyways on November 10th and just see what the committee says. And sure enough, on November 11th, we got a call saying the committee looked at Yulia and the only reason they were rejecting her was because of her COVID vaccine status, that she didn't have it. Um, and we kind of went back and forth on email about like, give it to me in writing so that I can move on and I can find something else. We eventually did that um, conference call that I think people have heard on the media that was recorded that where she point blank said, you know, you're not getting it at Duke if you don't get the vaccine. And that's when we knew we had to move forward with the media and with, um, with our lawyer. So yeah. now our biggest prayers are for, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Chrissy. I was, I was just going to say one of the, one of the things that I think is that, that we want to make sure and, and say here is, is Yulia actually has had COVID. Um, and so she yes. has yes. antibodies and, and is, yeah. and but so they this won't is, test the levels. We've asked them to yeah. do a titer and they won't test it. Um, and we've done a lot of peer research out like peer review studies that you can find on PubMed or whatever that are questioning it too. And saying like, there's a high level of rejection, rejection with people who have this vaccine, um, that, that natural antibodies are better than the hybrid antibodies even. Um, so we're not just doing this flippantly. We also, you know, religiously they they use aborted fetal cells and we don't give any of our kids vaccines that use aborted fetal cells. That's just a myriad of reasons why we didn't want to give her this vaccine. Um, but right now, our biggest prayer request is for us to be accepted into a hospital in Florida and that so we can find our donor. I know there's a donor out there for Yulia. And um, if anybody is interested in finding out if they could be a possible match, the first step is that they have to be O positive blood. And if you're an O positive blood person and you want to reach out to us, we have a website set up at yuliagrace.com, Y-U-L-I-A, grace, G-R-A-C-E.com, where you can um, send me an email and we will put you on the list of potential donors so that I can give you more information once we have that medical center identified. So I'm always amazed at the, at the, the Christian adoptive community and, and the, like the networks of people. And, you know, we, we, we laugh about, you know, the, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, and it's, it's probably like a degree and a, a degree and a half at best in our community. Right. And, and so there, there people know people. And, and so the two, the two big needs right now that we need to be praying for is one uh, for, for a transplant center, to accept Yulia and and to accept her based on um, her vaccination status and 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 really this is this is also a religious freedom issue because there's a because there's a component to this um, and and it's not just a medical reason for the you know for the rejection of the 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 vaccine it's it's also the fact that you you have a a strongly closely held consistent uh, faith issue with, um, you know, with the vaccine, but, 
um, so one, we're praying, praying for a transplant center that will, will accept her and will move forward. And then two, we're praying for a donor. Um, and, and we're, and, and so thank you for sharing that. And, and, and so we, we want to point the folks that are listening to the Defender podcast to uh, prayerfully consider and share with your community, um, share this podcast, share the articles that are out there about, um, uh, you know, about the Hicks family and about, about this story so that so that people can prayerfully consider whether whether they're the person that God set aside with O positive blood to be the one um, to donate this kidney and um, and and we're praying expectantly because we see all of the things that God has done um, to bring this precious girl um, to this point and and all of the all of the literal impossibilities in in the eyes of the world of things that have happened and and the journey that she's taken um, to get her to this point, and 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 we're just trusting that the same God um, that that sovereignly brought her, the same God that sovereignly brought her into your family, um, is is still in control of this process, and and he um, he is uh, he is ultimately the final authority, and and so we we just declare we trust him, and and so we want you to know that we love you, we're praying for you, um, that we we want to lean in and to help. Um, and so once again, the website is yuliagrace.com. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Okay. And and also I think, you know, we we want to say again at, at this Christmas time and, and and want to acknowledge that this is this also places a significant burden on your family. And is you know this is this is not going to be uh, without cost and without complication um, in in the way that this is resolved. And so um, you know there are folks out there that have O positive blood and they can consider being a donor. All of us can pray for God to open a door for you know for Yulia to find a transplant center. Um, but but also there are opportunities for people to give. Um, to be able to to give toward medical expenses and toward the, the expenses that your family will have as you continue to to pursue this. And so we want to we want to acknowledge that. And 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 we know, you know, we're a ministry that lives by faith and and uh, and 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 on the on the good gifts of uh, God's people and God's people stewarding over resources. Um, and, and so we we very much value the fact that God moves on the hearts of people and he gives us the things that he gives us to steward and, and, and to give to those things that ultimately will, will, you know, point glory to his name. And, and so we want to acknowledge that people can, can have an opportunity to be able to give to you. Um, can they, they can find that information at yuliagrace.com as well, or. Yeah, it's there, can, but there's also point? like give, send, go. It's give, send, go.com backslash kidney for Yulia. So it's givesendgo.com backslash kidney for Yulia with a Y. But that's also on the Yulia Grace website. So if you just remember Yulia Grace, there's a tab on there for donors. Um, and people have been incredibly generous to us already. We really feel like God is going to make the way. Like this is hard and we're tired and, you know, we're weary. But we know in our hearts that there is a way forward. And we always say to God be the glory. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing to see how God has taken this. And I think God's kind of tired of our situation uh, within the United States and also in the world, basically, mm -hmm. this whole thing. And uh, he just, this, he's just using a, a, a pawn for him to, to do his thing. 
And uh, mm. so it's been amazing to watch. It's been, uh, there's no way this would have done, this would have happened if it hadn't been for God. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Well, we're just we're just so thankful to have the opportunity to to know you, to be part of the story, to um, you know, to to be able to journey with you. We're going to put the websites in our show notes, so folks can go there and find the URLs and and be able to get to you. Um, and and we're going to keep we're going to do our best to keep. Uh, the folks that are part of the Lifeline family informed and 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 let them know how to pray for for you for your whole family for Yulia in particular as uh, as she moves forward this and um, and and I just thank you so much for for coming on for for having um, the I know it's been a crazy few weeks and you've done more interviews and <laughs> been in front of more people. Um, and, and I know you're tired. And so we're going to pray for rest for y'all and for, uh, for Christmas season that, uh, that you can, you can focus on family and the Lord. And, uh, but, but thanks so much for, for coming on and, and we will continue to pray and, and covet to continue to, um, to be active in advocating for Yulia and, and also, um, praying for your entire family, uh, as, as you continue to move through this journey. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much for having us on and telling our story. We really appreciate it. We definitely want to say Merry Christmas to everybody yeah. out there. <laughs> so, Maybe absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Merry Christmas to y'all, and, uh, and, and we, will, we, will, we will be in touch, and, and folks continue to, to watch uh, Lifeline channels uh, as, as we will continue to update you uh, on Yulia's journey and, and on the Hicks family. But um, Lee, Chrissy, thanks for, thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.